National Fire Radio. National Fire Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to the National Fire Radio podcast. This week, the week of May 15th, 2023, all new episodes, including a new drop by the size up. So check it out, five new episodes this week. We appreciate you coming back day after day, week after week to hear the good word. We have incredible guests with such powerful stories and messages to share. And that's what this job's all about, is talking about it. Because when we talk about the job, like I say in every episode, we're making the job better. Check it out, but do me a favor in the meantime, like, subscribe, and share. Talk about the podcast. Talk about our social media channels. We appreciate the support. Drop us an email at podcast at nationalfireradio.com for any thoughts or ideas you have about the show, any feedback. We'd love to hear it. And lastly, do me a favor. Before we roll into the episodes, we couldn't do it without our partners. So please give our partners a few minutes of your time as we talk about the job and the friendships we make along the way. Hey guys, before we start the podcast, real quick, I want to mention the Gone to Texas Fire Forum and Expo being held in Arlington, Texas on June 9th and 10th. Myself, I'm going to be emceeing the event for two days with nationally renowned speakers that will be there for the weekend. Mo Davis, Clyde Gordon, Rick George, Mickey Farrell, Jacob Johnson, Dennis Riley, and so on. The list goes on and on. I was there last year, helped emcee the event last year. It is a growing conference and an incredible venue globe life field which is home to the texas rangers in arlington texas right in the entertainment district right at the pbr bar which we're going to have a social after the first night i'm telling you right now there's no other venue like this the room actually overlooks the field you get to walk the stadium it is such a cool venue arlington texas june 9th and 10th check them out go on to texasfireforum.com or go to facebook and look them up there too go on the texas fire forum where you can buy your tickets get great hotel rates if anybody's asking you where you're going this summer you tell them gone to texas this episode's brought to you by taylor's tins taylor and her crew at taylor's tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017 with over 200,000 tins in the market they are a leader in the helmet front space Custom design, one-offs to department orders. They can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on, and they provide nothing but top-shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform, and Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, for a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. Hey, everybody, Jeremy, National Fire Radio. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode. I have Captain Gabriel Dominguez, 21 years of the Houston Fire Department in Texas. He's currently a captain at Station 50 on the Alpha Tour. Cap, welcome to the show. Gabriel, thanks for being here, man. Appreciate you. Welcome, and thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah, th it. 
this is this is fantastic, man. So, you know, a lot of what we do on the podcast is capturing a lot of stories about guys and girls across the job, protecting the integrity of the job, this and that. This episode today is going to be um, a little bit different, but I love it, right? We're going to be talking about a cause that's very important to you, important to the Houston Fire Department local, as well as what it offers to firefighters across the country, to them and their families. And specifically, we're going to talk about the Texas Firefighter Home, correct? Yep. So give me a little background about what the Texas Firefighter Home is all about. So the Texas Firefighter Home provides short-term housing at little or no cost to firefighters and other first responders while they're undergoing treatment here at the medical center here in Houston, Texas. Uh, we have the largest uh, medical center in the world. Uh, and then we have one of the uh, leading research facilities known as MD Anderson for cancer. Yeah. And so, the ha- go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, having MD Anderson in the backyard, is, as well as other big hospitals here and rehab facilities here, uh, with the business of firefighters getting exposed to different uh, risk, you know, we have toxins out there, we have hazardous chemicals, we have injuries on the fire ground, you know. Sometime through our career, you know, whether it's 20 or 30 year career, we're going to be exposed to some of this, you know, and sometimes it leads to getting sick and firefighters end up coming down here to Houston for treatment, whether it's cancer, you know, or if it's an injury on the job. We have one of the best hospitals here for cancer as well as for injuries. Uh, We have tier for rehab and then our burn facility, Herman. So we get to see a lot of firefighters uh, down here in Houston, Texas, from all over the country, as well as the world. Um, so <clears throat> a little about uh, us down here in Houston. Yeah. We started seeing a need for that, and we decided to fill it. You know, us as the uh, Local 341, which is the Firefighters Union, we uh, collaborated with the uh, Texas Firefighter Home. But it was a vision of a captain named Omero Ponce that brought that vision uh, to us and, uh, we built a lot collaboration. So what is that? So how did it all come about that? I mean, what, like, where did this come about that your own members needed some abilities to have a place to stay when going through treatments? Well, it wasn't about our own members here in Houston. Cause most of us are within okay. an hour drive. Makes sense. Uh, to the facility. But, uh, so we wanted to besides serving our members, we also serve each other across the country. So, you know, it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood. Sure. So we saw that need and we saw the stress that when these, these firefighters and their families would get here, you know, the biggest worry they had was housing. And, uh, you know, we wanted to be, you know, as firefighters, when we respond to emergencies, we want to, when we get there, we are able to mitigate every situation. Yeah. Well, we wanted to do the same for our own, right? Our own brothers and sisters that are coming down here and we see it on their faces and they're worried about where they're going to stay and, you know, the finances is a big part of, you know, their housing down here while they're trying to pay their, you know, across the country. So um, we started off with uh, two apartments and it's grown now to six apartments uh, over the years. So this started about seven years ago. Uh, Romero Ponce, he was a captain here in the Houston Fire Department. He's retired now. Uh, He's a Rotarian. He's a local Rotarian group here in Houston, Texas. Uh, they, they saw as well the need to it. Um, so they decided to fill that need. And then, uh, he brought it to our local here, uh, Houston professional firefighters union. 
and we collaborated with the firefighters home and we grew it uh, by all, actually also getting our state association involved, which purchases two apartments. Hmm. Um, so every two years we go make a resolution for the Texas State Association of Firefighters to fund also two apartments. Is that besides- right? Wow. Yep. Wow. So how many units now? There's six units? Six units. And these units are available to anyone in the country that is looking for medical attention, which, you know, Houston, uh, the medical center there uh, and so on, and the facilities that are there are some of the, the best in the country, largest and the best in the country. And so if people are seeking any type of medical um, you know, assistance, and they need to head down to Houston, then they have the abilities for um, housing free through this 501c3 charity. Absolutely. Um, so it, it is free, but there's a cleaning cost associated with sure. it. That's the only one-time fee they pay. So they pay a cleaning cost of $125, and they're, they, that's a one-time fee, and they're able to stay up to 90 days. Wow. So... Um, and the reason why we outsource and contract this professional cleaning company, because we want to make sure it's sanitized. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. That leaves because they immune compromised because some of them are cancer patients, majority of our firefighters or their immediate family. Because going back to what you were talking about, it's not only for the firefighters, it's for their immediate family as well. So it can yeah. be a spouse, a son or a daughter, and it actually goes for active and retired firefighters. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a little bit bigger. It's, uh, uh, that, so there's an application process mm-hmm. they can go through. We have a website set up. It's uh, texasfirefighterhome.org. And it's as simple as just going on that website and filling out the application. And one of our board members will get back with them within 24 or 48 hours, letting them know the availability. So what's your position on this? Like, why are you so passionate and involved? I mean, you know, I, we had a mutual friend reach out. And said, "Hey, I, I, you know, I'd love for you to meet with Gabriel because I think, you know, he's doing something great with their with their board and with this five hundred one c three not for profit, and uh, and I'm happy to do that because to be able to share, you know, uh, this message today with our community and hopefully it will get out from there that people understand that there's a resource like this in Houston. This is powerful, brother. Where does it come from for you? Where do you, you know, I, I think you're a board member, but where does it, where does your passion come from, and where do, where does your, uh, how do you partake?" Oh, man, I always, you know, my mission is to serve others. So just right there, you know, seeing the need and feeling the need, you know, mm. uh, I, I firsthand got to experience it with my sister as well. You know, she battled cancer for about five years. Wow. You know, it was a long battle. Mm. Um, so, but I've always been passionate about, you know, I'm glad that I've, you know, that's firefighting to me. That's what it's about. You know, it's about helping the community, helping each other. You know, that's, that's why I love the job so much. So I get um, that. Yeah, totally. I get that. But where, how did you find your way to this organization? Oh, uh, just here at the, at the working actually here at the union hall. So I sit here as a board member too, and just getting phone calls from other departments and unions. Let me know, Hey, there's a brother there can, or a sister there. Hey, do you mind stepping, stopping by and, checking on them for us, you know, and that's what we did here. You know, there's, there's 12 of us on this board and we shared that work and we go down there and we check up on them, see what, you know, do a needs assessment, see how they're going, you know, and, you know, cause sometimes they're by themselves, you know, cause it's a long battle. So their spouse has to go back uh, to their uh, hometown 
So they're like, you know, they're glad just to see one of us there. You know, we had a brother, I remember about five hours from here. And he said, man, that was the best medicine I had when you and another uh, <clears throat> game board guy here, Luke, he said, when y'all two came by my hospital room, man, it was like the greatest feeling wow. just to have a chat with other firefighters. He goes, that meant the world. Bro, you know? that's part and of the, heal- that's part of the healing, right? I mean, that's part of the yeah. process. Yeah. Cause they're, they're so disconnected from the firehouse, you know, being down here for so long. And then just to go and talk shop with other firefighters from different cities, you know, and look at similar issues that we have. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a therapy in itself, you know, and that's what we're able to provide. And we're, we're able to see that. And, you know, the, the gratitude and the response we get back from members like that one uh, firefighter, you know, he uh, ended up being a champion for firefighter with cancer. You know, he lives down South from here and, he had spoken. He said, man, you don't know how much that meant to me. He told me a couple of years back, he goes, that was like great. Cause I missed that at the coffee table. Cause we're not able to have it yeah. while I'm fighting the battle. So he goes, that's great. If you can do that, it means a lot to us. That's powerful. I mean, when you think about it, a lot of the struggle, when, when somebody falls ill in our families, a lot of the struggle is under figuring out how we're going to be able to manage it. Right. Especially with like cancer treatments and so on, things that are prolonged, right. That, that are not a quick heal or, 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 you know, quick treatments. And so something that's prolonged like this, a lot of times it's hard for families, not only to burden the, the, the time management, but the cost of all of it. And the fact that you guys have put an organization together, the Texas Firefighter Home, where it's a not-for-profit, up to 90 days people can come and they can stay and seek treatment they need. And not only that, but then you guys from your e-board, you guys are ambassadors for this program. I mean, the fact that you guys take time out of your day to go visit with brothers and sisters that are sick or their family members are there to make sure that they can get everything they, they need. And there's that informalness of just that, coffee you know that that morning kitchen table talk i mean that does so much for the healing process and and all of it i can only imagine the impact you guys are making on the guests that come through this episode's brought to you by teledyne fleer teledyne fleer is the originator and creator of thermal imaging technology in 2013 fleer launched the k-series camera for the public safety sector in particular firefighting They have created cameras over the last 10 years for every position on the fire ground. From tactical to situational, their cameras help us make the right decisions on the fire ground. So check out Teledyne Fleer, check out their product offerings and engage them on their social media and ask them for more information and education in regards to their product. Teledyne Fleer is producing one of the best cameras on the market, and they're a proud sponsor and partner of the National Fire Radio podcast. So go over to www.fleer.com and look up the public safety file, and you'll find the latest offerings from Teledyne Fleer. Yeah, it's very impactful uh, for the firefighters or family, and they notice it firsthand, you know, because they're in a city that, you know, they don't know anyone. You know, and, and the next thing you know, they're fighting a day, a day by day battle with their illness, you know, whether it's cancer or it's an injury on the fire ground. And, you know, the biggest thing, too, is, you know, when you get a cancer diagnosis, you know, it's it's a behavioral health battle in itself. Yeah. You know, and, and to fight that battle by yourself, you know, we don't fight fire by ourselves. You know, it's you usually have minimum staffing no matter where you go across the country. So. You know, that's what we're doing. You know, we're bringing in that minimum staffing and uh, going to spend time with our brothers that are fighting, you know, 
this illness with the boots off, you know? I love it. I'm actually writing that quote down. I think that's unbelievable. It's a behavioral health battle. I've never heard it put that way before. Not only is it the physical battle of getting yourself treatment and, and getting yourself better, but it's the mental aspect too. It is a behavioral health battle. And the fact that we don't fight fires alone, I man, that's powerful, brother. That is, I've never really thought of that before. I'll be honest with you. I've never been... Uh, you know, I haven't, I've been very, uh, very lucky and, 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 uh, and just incredibly grateful that I have not had to really deal with any family member, immediate family members dealing with cancer or an ailment that was prolonged to watch the ups and downs of the treatment and all of that that goes with it. So for you to, to educate me on that, that is very powerful and puts it in a different perspective that I'm not accustomed to. Um, but I could only imagine the, the, not just the physical anguish of it all, but also the mental anguish for not just the patient, but also the family members that come with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's why it was so important for us to collaborate, you know, with the firefighter home group. Uh, Cause we witnessed that stress of the firefighters and their family. You know, we're able, we wanted to do something to be able to handle that for them, try to take one of the biggest tasks, you know, and, and get it off their plate. So that way they can just concentrate on their family and their treatment, you know, to get well soon. Uh, Cause it's a battle to be fighting a illness and as well as a behavioral illness. Yeah, so. for sure. And I know too, when guys go to different cities or different parts of the country where they're seeking treatment or they have a relative having, getting treatment or, or uh, pursuing doctor's appointments and things like that. We're always reaching out to the local firehouses or fire companies. Hey, man, I got a brother coming into town. Like, could you, you know, could they park at your firehouse or could they, you know, can you, uh, you know, can you just uh, make, you know, drop in on them? Like those little things we do anyway, right? It's, it's, that's the informalcy of this job that we love so much is the, the protection of that brother and sisterhood that goes along with what we do. And so if somebody is seeking treatment or a family member is injured or ill in another city, we can just pick up that phone and make that phone call. But what you guys have done there with your local supporting the Texas firefighter home and, and the ambassador program you have with that, where you guys are following through on this not-for-profit to make sure that the comforts of what the people need, as well as providing housing for people at no cost other than a cleaning fee. I mean, that is, that is just powerful, brother. Super powerful. Yeah. Yeah, we noticed we even, because going back, we noticed that we had firefighters sleeping in their cars. Yeah. You know, and that, that was something we couldn't have. They're like, hey, we'll park my van or my pickup truck at, at the station, you know, or sleep at your station. You have a cot next to cot. And we're like, yeah, we do. But man, we saw that need and that to be filled. And we're like, you're not, there's no way, no matter where you travel in the country, you know, with lights and alarms going on at that firehouse, you're not going to get your sleep. You know, especially if you're battling an illness, you know, I had a brother from Newport, Washington, uh, ended up becoming a good friend of mine. He bought a whole van to come down here and he, he ends up saying, hey, can I plug in into the firehouse? And we tell him, absolutely, you can plug in the firehouse. But I said, why don't you use the firefighter home? Yeah. He goes, I never knew about it. He goes, man, I wish I would have known about it because I purchased this $80,000 van. Yeah. <laughs> Fully loaded to go down there. You would have saved me a lot of money. And I said, well, we're trying to grow it. I said. Uh, but he's, he's, he's a good brother. You know, Mike Jensen's good brother. He, uh, ended up, uh, using the home now cause then his, his, his spouse got cancer Wow. and where he had cancer, then his spouse got cancer. So they ended up using the home and, uh, they were very grateful cause 
you know, it ain't good to see a brother struggle. You know, we don't want to see anybody, you know, struggle, whether it's, it's yeah. an injury or it's, you know, like I said, it, it, they're pulling that behavioral May Day. You know, we're, we're here to respond, you know, and that's what we're trying to do. We treat it just like the way we treat the fire ground. You know, we want to make sure our brothers and sisters are taken care of no matter where they come from. It's strong, man. We need more people like this. We need programs like this. We need to support our own. Um, let's talk about that real quick. So the the housing alone, you have six different units now that are available. You have to apply on online, right? There's a process behind it. So we need to educate people about what that process looks like. How many people have come through this program? Do you know? Woo. I mean, are, have- the, are the apartments regularly booked? They're regularly booked. Yep, we're checking them in. Wow. One day and then checking them out, getting it clean like as soon as we can. Yeah. So that way that person we give a one day buffer. Uh and then we even uh go into running out a guest apartment that we've been doing now lately uh more often because they're staying pretty full because we hate to tell anybody no. Right. So we're using a guest apartment and we're about to uh secure another apartment. Our vision is to grow to ten and and then see if we're gonna build is our vision. Um, So I think uh, we'll get the 10 pretty soon. uh, And then we'll look at building. The vision was to build first first in the beginning. uh, But we then we started noticing how big the operation is, Mm. which comes operational costs. Um, So in order to cut the operational costs, we went into an apartment, into apartments for now because they have their own uh, maintenance there and they, they're, they're able to operate them. We put digital locks on every apartment to make it easier and ac- sure. accessible for everyone. Sure. And, uh, so it's the way it looks to apply for it. You just go to texasfirefighterhome.org and then you'll see the page come up and you'll see three uh, drop downs like support with donations, volunteer your expertise, and then a firefighter need. You click on the firefighter need and it, goes into the application process you need to show some proof of being a a, a firefighter either active or retired um and you submit it and our um, board ambassadors they'll review it and they'll get back to you within 24 to 48 hours wow uh we also partnered with a the firefighter cancer support network so they uh uh, that's how we get a lot of the um we get a lot of firefighters recommendations as well the firefighter support network uh uses as one of the resources so when a firefighter gets uh diagnosed with cancer and they reach out to the firefighter cancer support network they go ahead and if they're coming to houston texas they'll go ahead and give us a call and we bring them up to uh, up to speed on everything they need to do yeah well that was gonna uh, be that was gonna be my next question is how do we how do we get this message out right how do we educate people about this program and how it's available and so on. I mean, that's for me with national fire radio, we could do that across our channels, but man, we have a job to do. And I want to challenge anyone that listens to this podcast to then go to the website and share it, share it on your social media, share the link, uh, Texas firefighterhome.org share that on your social media channels, on your Facebook, Instagram, whatever channel you're on, share it so that we can get the word out about this incredible program. I love it. I love it. So, Gabriel, let me ask you this then, man. Like, ultimately for you, you're very busy with this. You sit on the board, right? The The program is very active since you have people coming in and out all, all the time with the six units. You're looking at putting more units on. You sit on the board. 
you go and call on these people to follow up with them to see if they need any other means and so on. I mean, this is very important to you. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It's, it's just like we treat a, you know, like an emergency response and mm. going to an same, same thing, especially, you know, we're the writ for our brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, very powerful. And I, I'm, I'm very happy that we were able to connect on this and talk about what it's about. Um, you know, how important it is to you, obviously, but the benefits that it brings to the people that take advantage of a program like this. And, and truthfully, when I say take advantage, that's what we want people to do. I'm sure the organization never wants anybody to have to ever use it, but the, the, the actual reality of life is we have brothers and sisters or family, direct family members that are suffering from illness and ailment every single day. And a program like this can certainly take some of the burden off of them for their daily you know, uh, activities when it comes to treatment and, and taking care of our own. And so, you know, man, what a fantastic organization, the TexasFirefighterHome.org. Unbelievable. Gabriel, man, what a very powerful organization you're involved with. Very powerful. Yep. Well, thank you, man. And we love doing it. You know, our motto from the firefighters home, it says, you were there for us. We are here for you. So that's, that's what they want to do. You know, that's what the firefighter homes there for, you know, our firefighters and their immediate family. Uh, also, I've got to tell you that every apartment is fully furnished. Uh, so they don't have to worry about <clears throat> any type of furnishings. Um, even even in the kitchen, it's it's fully furnished. You know, they have refrigerator, oven, microwave, air fryer. Nice. I mean, and all the comforts of home. Yeah, for sure. Which, you know, and that's what you want it to be for the 90 days. If they need it up to the 90 days, you want them to be able to call it home. You know, you want them to be comfortable because ultimately the only way we're going to get past the healing, you know, or part of the healing is being comfortable and uh, and so on and having loved ones there with you if you can and so on. I mean, it's just very powerful. I think it's uh, I think it's a fantastic organization. I was more than happy to discuss it today and get it out on our channel so that we can educate people about what you guys are doing down in Houston, Texas. Fantastic, brother. Thank you. Hey, thank you for your time. And uh, also, we also have our <clears throat> our biggest fundraiser is our, our gala we do on September 30th here in Houston, Texas. Uh, so if anyone's ever in town during September and we take donations year round. So Good. appreciate it. And thank you so much, Jeremy. Yeah, brother. Any, please, man, this is the, the least I can do is get the word out. If anything with National Fire Radio, that's what's important to me is sharing it with others and making sure that we make this job as good as we can for others. And if we have our brothers and sisters or are ailing or they're having some health issues and we can, you know, afford the opportunity to educate them about a place where they could stay and take the burden of, of the financial burden and the stress of figuring out the logistics of their treatment. If this can help them, man, then we did our job. So, uh, but Gabriel, it really comes down to you and those that sit on the board that are, are the ones that are talking and dealing with our brothers and sisters as they come down there and take advantage of this incredible program. It's you guys are the ones that are truly making a difference. You're making those people feel at home and giving them, you know, a sense of hope and opportunity with this program. So bravo, brother. Well done. Appreciate you. All right. Well, thank you, brother. Yeah, Walk cool. Peace. 
Well, thank you for joining me on the show today. I truly appreciate it. I'm proud to be able to put this out and educate everybody about the Texas Firefighter Home.org. Please, like I said before, I challenge all of you, if you're listening to this episode and you hear what this is all about, go to your social media and share it. Tag us and we'll share it again. Let's educate everybody about the opportunities that exist uh, down in Houston, Texas uh, for treatment and care for our, you know, our own. Super important. Gabriel Dominguez, thank you, brother, for joining me on the podcast today. Greatly appreciate you. Thank you for your love and passion for the firefighters that need our help. And, uh, brother, you're doing great things, man. Keep up the good hustle. Thank you. All right. Well, welcome, and thank you, brother. You Stay got safe. it. Thank you. Stay right here. I'm just going to sign off the podcast. I'll come right back to you. So hang on one sec, okay? okay? Everyone, thank you for tuning in for this great episode of National Fire Radio. Gabriel Dominguez, a captain out of Houston, Texas, in love with the job and in love with our own people, taking care of our own people by working with the Texas Firefighter Home an incredible organization that's doing so much for our own. Check them out online, texasfirefighterhome.org. Take this conversation back to the firehouse and talk about it because when we talk about the job, we're making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.